More bikes. Morebikes.co.uk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another podcast on Morebikes.co.uk. If you've not joined us before, uh, this is basically a ramble over a lunch. When we say lunch, it's not really lunch; it's just crisps, <laughs> um, uh, chips. If you're American, and uh, a sandwich from the garage across the road. So it's not it's not it's not as flashy as I'm trying to make it sound. I don't know why we I've done that. We have got cups of tea this time. You know, well, we mugs, usually have tea. Don't mugs we? of tea. Oh yeah, we mugs haven't got tea. a teapot. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a teapot. We are very British. We're quintessentially <laughs> British, don't you know? Our American cousins. Hi. And good eye to all you Aussies listening to us. Uh, in fact, all the nationalities out there on Stitcher. Hello. Um, my name's Tony Carter. I'm the editor of the morebikes.co.uk website. I also look after Motorcycle Monthly, which is a free newspaper about motorcycling here in the UK. Uh, and we also look after an app, uh, More Bikes app, and uh, loads of other things. Uh, so if you want to know more about us or what we do, check out the morebikes.co.uk uh, website. Anyway, the reason we're here is because we generally do a uh, podcast, try and do one every week, about what we've been up to, where we've been, what, what's coming up, what's new in motorcycling. Mm-hmm. Loads of new stuff kicking off in motorcycling at the moment, but we'll get to that eventually. Because alongside me is, as usual, my right-hand lady, and that's Carly Ann Smith. Hello, Miss Smith. Hello, Mr. Carter. Um, and the reason that she's here, as well as providing a charming, delightful uh, raft of nonsense to my even bigger raft of nonsense... Because I'm very sorry to say, I'm very sad to say that this is Carla's last podcast. Now I'm going to try and get her to cry through this, no, but she's leaving. Come she's on leaving. Now. She's leaving. She's leaving us. She's I've leaving been on us. the brink since I came in today because everyone's been really nice. Yeah, it's unusual, isn't it, for us lot to actually be nice? Yeah. Away. So you must feel something's up. But you are leaving us, um, young Carlster. I am. Um, Too and... much abuse throughout previous <laughs> podcasts. I've decided to. Yeah, the honey <laughs> take monster. The, the honey monster quote kind of did it, really. Yeah. Now, all joking aside, um, going to really miss you. Um, and this is our last podcast together. So, um, if I was listening to this, I'd want to know basically uh, why you're leaving, where you're going. That'd be the first two questions. I think that's why I asked you when you told me you were leaving yeah. a little while ago. We haven't mentioned it on the podcast until now because well, it just didn't seem. No. Didn't seem that that important at the time, did it? But now we're coming to the end. We'll talk about it. So mm-hmm. uh, tell everybody where you're going and why you're leaving. And bear in mind, this could be used in any sort of employment tribunal <laughs> in the future. So uh, go on. Well, I'm not leaving um, because I don't enjoy it here. I've absolutely loved my time working on Motorcycle Monthly. I also worked on Sister Magazine Motorcycle Sport and Leisure yep. and Sister Magazine Twist and Go. Yep. So I did some lovely group tests of 50cc scooters. Yep. Um, but now deciding to move on, obviously the old career progression. Um, I'm terrible. I always have to move around and keep keep doing exciting projects and I've been offered a really really good opportunity uh, going back and I'll be using my degree in my new job yeah your degree is in um, PR and marketing yeah, that's, yeah we should say that so basically Carl is staying in the motorcycle industry but she's sort of jumping the fence she came to us from that side of it mm-hmm. into the journalism side but she's jumping the fence back again into that side of it so instead of asking all the questions like how much does this cost then our people will be asking me so I'll still be working with Tony and the rest of the guys here and um, but instead, I'll just be answering their questions instead of asking them. Yeah, so getting more abuse, effectively. <laughs> exactly, but I just have anyway. to be paid to be nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so wish you all the best. Thank We're going to get this out of the way now because we've got stuff to talk about as normal. And people who are yeah. downloading this, in their hundreds of thousands now. Which they are. Which they are. They are. 
And thank you so much for listening to this. I really should say that. Kind Sorry, of embarrassing, really, isn't it? It is kind of embarrassing. Because we just, we come in, I mean, we were sat outside eating our lunch and Tony went, come on, let's do some work, go and do the podcast. So he's dragged me in from being outside in the sunshine. Yeah, but so those people that know me know how pale I am. <laughs> well, you're virtually see-through. Two minutes in the sunshine is probably long enough anyway. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, we came in here, we got the, uh, the, the crisps puffs. out. Cheesy puffs. Um, and so we're having some cheesy puffs and ramble on about bikes so anyway gonna miss you done finished right I'll get you crying before the end though I'm pretty sure so let's move on to what's been happening Um, recently lots of things starting to appear on the motorcycle front if you if you go on morebikes.co.uk you'll see we're starting to get pictures through of new bikes. There's pictures of the Africa Twin prototype that's been out testing. We've got the first video of the RC213 VS which is that Honda MotoGP bike for the road. Yeah. But it was testing in Japan. Uh, the guy riding it was a guy called Shinichi Ito, former Moto Grand Prix rider, HRC test rider now. Shinichi Ito was the first man to top 200 miles an hour in Grand Prix when it was 500 two-strokes. So it was the time of the men. <laughs> and not wishing to sound too sexist, but the men. For those that haven't listened to the podcast before, Tony loves all things two-strokes. Yeah, two-strokes <laughs> are great. It's where the kings live. And Shinichi Ito was the first man to top 200 miles an hour at Hockenheim. And uh, love Ito, really dry sense of humour. A journalist uh, friend of mine asked him afterwards, um, you know, how did 200 feel? And Shinichi had been knocking on the door in the factory Honda NSR, and uh, he turned around. I would do a Japanese accent, but some people no. might think that's racist. Now, I, but I, You've anyway. already done American and Australian, so maybe. Hey, I'm I here, guys. Leave this one. Oh, um, Troy Gosses <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Troy. Hey, <laughs> goodbye. Um, yeah, so, uh, and they said, so what did 200 mile an hour feel like? And Shinichi said, not much different to 199, which oh. I think shows he's got the European sense of humour. Mm. Absolutely right. But Shinichi has been testing this bike, the RC213 uh, VS, and it's in road trim. We've got the video over on, on more bikes, so go and mm-hmm. check that out. We've also got BMW Scrambler prototype, which they showed at Waves and Wheels, which was an event recently in Buritz. Um, we've also got the MT07 Retro. Yeah. Um, on there which is a very interesting again showing at waves and wheels um, and we've also got a bit of an old story that the MT-07 Tracer um, is out there but we've got a, a better picture of it so it's on yeah. there right now at the MT-07 Tracer these are the the, the MT is Yamaha uh, the Yamaha range and Yamaha have done an MT-09 Tracer so a bigger version of it and the Tracer is a great bike really good and fairly inexpensive in terms of competition so we're figuring this MT-07 is probably going to be A2 compliant, we think, in a tracer mode, which is sort of more upright with a fairing. should be a good bike when it appears. I do believe when they first came out, Yamaha were doing a free restricted kit for the MT-07s because I don't think they're A2 license restricted as they are. No, sorry. Capacity, yeah. But with the restricted kit. Yeah, you, you make just a take good it out. Point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you buy it with a restricted oh kit. Oh my God, he is being nice to me today. He just said I made a good point. Oh, oh, I think I cry now. <laughs> Right, don't what, cheesy right, I was going to say, you got to tell people what happened, you can't just react now. <laughs> I was just worried you got orange on my shirt. So, lots of new bikes coming out. Um, oh, there's a new racetrack being proposed as well in Norway. Mm. Great design on it. Um, and we've also got uh, footage of a hover bike. Oh, yeah, you were showing me that. That That's thing so kicks cool. ass. Yeah. Unbelievable. Can't wait to see that. It's from a UK company. Can't remember the name right now as we're sitting here. It begins with an M. 
No, it's gone. Can't remember. Um, go and check it out more bikes as well. Um, also, check out our Twitter feed because we sort of update on there as well. That's at even more bikes. Nice, at even more bikes. Um, <coughs> so what else has been going on? What's been going on in your world, Carl? Oh. As you've been building up to uh, buggering off. It's all been going on. I had to, I obviously, regular listeners of the podcast will know that I had the RC, KTM RC390 on long-term loan this year. Yeah. So I had to bring that to say goodbye. Yeah. An emotional last ride on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've just been kind of finishing off, writing some features to tide you guys over for when I've left. Um, yeah. You don't want me to go into my personal life here because I've got loads I can say about that. Oh, good God, no. Oh, good God, no. I hear enough about that, isn't it? Um, we've got Goodwood coming up, haven't we, this weekend? Yes, Goodwood should be brilliant. I was uh, planning planning to go myself. But yeah, but you're not now. You've, you've jumped in and taken my spot there. So yeah, and then apparently I'm doing some off-road riding on you Friday. You will be, with Dave Thorpe. Dave Thorpe is a legend. Yeah, I was Absolute. really looking forward to it. I'm really scared. The last time I did any oh, serious off-road, I broke my broke hip, hip last year. And I had to hear all about that. So hey, I'm quite I broke my hip. Not, I'm excited not to be in the office. I broke you my hip. Put, actually, because you were wearing a knee brace at the time, weren't you? Alpine Stars bionic knee braces, yeah. And there was a really good picture where you could literally see the bruising on your hip mm. all the way down your leg, and then it basically just stopped at the knee brace, didn't it? Yeah, with the knee brace. Showing what a good side. job it had done. It's probably worth putting that on the bottom of on the bottom of this or maybe putting it on the website yeah so we it's can, on there is it well we'll let you find it and then you can stick it on the bottom how about that <laughs> okay can we move on and then, yeah, the, the knee brace was absolutely fantastic. I have a, a, a really weak right leg. I had a big motorcycle crash in 94 and uh, it ruined my leg basically. I've got no side movement in my knees. Not that you meant to have side movement but you meant to have a little bit of give in there as you know, when you run you need the shock to go somewhere. But I don't have that anymore and uh, so I have to wear knee braces when I ride off road so I've got some of the Alpine Star Bionic knee braces and they are fan I genuinely believe that my knee would have been really badly broken and smashed in in that crash but the forces sort of transferred up to my hip got to the first way I was wearing Alpine Star Tech 8 boots my old Tech 8s um, this knee brace and I think the force of the impact sort of travelled up my leg got to the first weak point which was the hip just cracked the hip um, which obviously wasn't very comfortable but Way better than my knee being wrecked mm. again, or my ankle being wrecked again. <clears throat> so, um, really recommend those. It was a good crash test on it. I don't know what I'm talking about crashing on dirt. I'm doing dirt on Friday. I think you'll be fine. I the last off road course I did was with AD Smith on a KTM. Yeah. Um, down down south. Yeah, but AD's an animal. Oh my goodness, he's unbelievable. Yeah, you think he's an animal? This is day four. <laughs> this is day four. This is like this is like um, this is like Vinnie Jones mixed with Tom Hardy. Um, in real life, who is like the hardest man in the world? He probably eats nails in a sandwich, <laughs> and uh, he's—I mean—he's a thoroughly nice guy, yeah. super pro- professional, mm. one of the greatest riders this country, the UK, has ever produced. I'm in total awe of him, and I am so scared about Friday. Well, to be honest, if there, if I was going to go on it with my level of off-road competency, then I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, Dave, don't get me wrong—I don't think Dave will, will encourage me to do anything that yeah. I'm not comfortable with. But I kind of want to impress him. Well, that's where you go wrong. And yeah, that's, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't going to try and impress him. I was just going to go, have a good time, and do something to write about. I just want Dave Thorpe to come up afterwards and go, yeah, you rode well. If he yeah. says that, I'll be great. Not as long as I'm on the stretcher. I'll, I'll give him a ring first and just say, <laughs> listen, I 
listen, yeah. Tony just wants you to give him a pat on the back at the end of the day and go, oh, mate, that, that was really good. Yeah. yeah. Not All when right. I'm on the stretcher being carried off. And like, you do it really well, Tony. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Cheers, mate. But, um, um, so we've got, we've got that coming up. Uh, I've been out on the GSX S1000. Yes, you have. Uh, which is my new term. Huh? I got that a couple of weeks ago. Um, been doing all sorts of filming. We've got many, many things coming up for the More Bikes website. In fact, we just relaunched the More Bikes website, mm. which we should talk about. Um, go and check it out if you haven't already. Uh, morebikes.co.uk. It's got a new look. Got a new look. Got a new feel. New look for summer. New look for summer. Uh-huh. Um, these podcasts are on there. Uh, we've also done a lot of videos that are going up on there. And I've been filming on the GSXS, which we're going to make a film about and, um, and put up there as well. The GSXS. If you don't know what it is, it's a GSX-R1000, effectively. Excuse me, windy pops. Uh, with uh, an upright riding position, wide bars. It's a naked, but it's based around the K5. So it's got a mid, in, immense uh, mid-range, great top end, very comfortable. And three-stage traction control. Costs 8995 without ABS. 8999. 8999 without ABS. I think I got that wrong on the video there. Yeah, I didn't want to say. Ah, no. You did it in one take, though, so it was amazing. And I thought, <laughs> oh, for the sake of £4, I'm not going to pull him up and go, you got the price wrong. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Suzuki, I got the price wrong by 4 quid. Tony will give everyone £4 if they want to buy one. Tony won. <laughs> and then it's 9 4999 with ABS, which is the version you've got. Oh, rubbish. I think I got that wrong. No, I didn't. Did I get that right? I got that one right. Good for that. Okay. Anyway, uh, yes, I've been out riding that. um, It it does look smart. It looks great. That's one of the things I want to do this week before I leave. Uh, Well, you've only got this afternoon. I want to ride your bicycle. You can ride it. (laughs) You can ride it, but you've only got this afternoon. Oh, I'm oh, taking yeah, the keys away. That's with true. I'm not leaving the keys here. No, not with you. Aren't you coming to the end of your time? Here. <laughs> I'll come back and find my bike wrecked somewhere. Tony, I'm but no, I would never do that. I'm a responsible rider. <laughs> I'm an advanced motorist, oh, actually. God, really? I tell you that I've been on me. <laughs> no, no, you never told me you've been on the uh, IAM course. Bit Please, of an ongoing do. joke, isn't it? That here. Bit. Every, I think I was offered. Was it five pounds a month not to talk about it? I offered you ten pounds to shut up and never talk about it. Yeah, I didn't take it, obviously. £10 is not worth the annoyance that I see on your face when I talk about it. I don't mind the Institute of Advanced Motorists. I don't mind them. just hate me them. talking about it. It's just the fact that, you know, you make out it's like the be-all and end-all of your achievement. You've done a lot. <laughs> That's not the be-all and end-all of your achievement. Getting your knee down was is the be-all and end-all of your achievement. <laughs> yeah, no, that was pretty cool. Let's face it. You turned up here, you weren't a scratcher. You're leaving, you're a scratcher. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And Definitely added that to my CV. <laughs> and one moment in particular, I don't think we've talked about this before, but you can buy, over here in the UK if you're listening from abroad, if you're in the UK you'll know what I'm talking about, we have a company called Ginsters, and they make like pasties and pies and things that you can buy from garages. Well they also make a thing called a buffet bar, right, oh. the buffet bar is awesome, it's like a scotch egg bar rolled in breadcrumb and it's got coleslaw in the middle of it, it's incredible. It is amazing, I think we've talked about them before because I've said don't tell everyone about them otherwise they'll sell out. Yeah probably, anyway Ginsters if you're listening send a box of buffet bars to uh, Me. Morton's Media, market for my attention. <laughs> anyway, Carly, this was ages ago, she was going on a launch, what launch was it, was it in R3? Um, no, no it was a scooter, it was a Honda Forza. Honda Forza 125. Great review, check that out on more bikes too. Um, and I've got a video of that. Yeah. Well, just before you went, you went over on your ankle, didn't you? So you mm-hmm. really knackered your ankle up. Carrying my suitcase down the stairs. Yeah, really rock and roll. Ankle. Really rock and roll. Yeah. Went over on your ankle, so you knackered your ankle. <clears throat> and uh, and I was checking Carly was at the airport, yeah. right, wasn't I? I was like, are you there yet on text? And you were like, yeah, I'm here. I'm like, how's the ankle? And it's okay. 
I'm just having some paracetamol and washing them down with a buffet bar. Yeah. And I said, that's it, you're one of us now. You're a professional <laughs> tester. It was, I'm taking ibuprofen and I'm eating a fatty pork yeah. product with it. It was a serious case of mind over matter on that one. I laced up my boot and it was fine. And I thought, to be honest, obviously I don't condone riding with injuries if you don't have to. But it was a scooter... Yes, it was a sprained ankle, but it was nothing that painkillers. And I did get a little compression bandage as well. Oh, my God. Low for my ankle. Really? Yeah. But I'm all right now. Yeah. Fit as a fiddle. Anyway, I don't know why we're going on to that, but I was just talking about buffet bars. No, I think, yeah, and I think you were talking about me. Oh, also, <laughs> have you seen Mad Max Fury Road yet? Not yet, no. no me neither. But it has got Tom Hardy in it, which means that I must see it. Tom Hardy. By the way, Tom Hardy is in a film twice coming up called Legends about the Cray Twins, both oh. played by Mr. Thomas Hardy. Oh. Yeah. He gets to play because he played Bronson as well. Yeah, I know. He's like Bronson. the in the film Bronson. Yeah, brilliant. Love Tom Hardy. Tom, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, if you're listening, sorry about the spoon at Luton Airport, but you know it was my spoon. God, true. It is a true story. Right. So anyway, <laughs> so where were we going? I do love him. Mad Max Fury Road. Mad yeah. Max Fury Road. I read. I haven't seen it yet, but I read there's an R one in there. Yeah, you said that the other day. Did I? Yeah. Various enduro bikes, various motocross bikes that the Aussies have used while they've been filming that Mad Max Fury Road, mate. Here you go. Um, but also, apparently, there's a, a modern R, a, like an up to date R1. Not mm. the new one, I think. But an R1 in Mad Max. Mm. That's brilliant. It is cool. But I think Tom Hardy likes bikes. He better do. Doesn't he? No, he does. He's, he's, I think he's pitching on them quite a lot. Is he? I think so. Not that I've been Google searching images of him at Tom all. Hardy motorcycles. <laughs> Tom Hardy semi-naked motorcycles. There's a really nice one of him with a little puppy. He's holding like a little puppy in a sheepskin jacket. It's a favourite. Tom Hardy, if you're listening to this, they'll probably do get some see, sort of restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's a great actor. Yeah, talented. Got a lot of time for him. What was that one he did with James Gandolfini? Where it was like a guy owns a bar. I think it was Gandolfini's last project before he died. Lawless. No. I like him in that. That was with Shia LaBeouf. He loved that. Uh, it was very good. There was some seminal performance. I thought um, um, Guy Pierce was very good in it as well. I love that. It was the inspector with the weird hair. Oh, yeah, with his cut-out mm. part in. Yeah, Guy Pierce is a good actor as well. Who would have yeah. thought that after watching him in Neighbours? No offence, Mr Pierce. But... I, yeah, he's the, that's a good film. Anyway. Uh, maybe we should talk about motorbikes. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the Evil Knievel documentary, I Am Evil Knievel, uh, which is on Quest... And yeah. you can see it if you go on their website. I'm sure it's in America too. In fact, I think I think I saw it. Uh, I saw it on it on Anti Cool News that website. Harry Knowles' film website. Uh, I'm sure they had it on there. I am Evil Knievel. If you haven't seen it and you're not a real Knievel fan, watch it because it's immense. It tells you some great things about his life. I'm totally a huge. Evil I am Evil Knievel. <laughs> Um, I'm a huge Evil Knievel fan. You wish you were Evil Knievel. Oh, I, know, I just want to go for a drink with Michael McConaughey because he was on that. For, mm. He was on the documentary. He is a massive Knievel fan too. And he's all right. like, "Hey, brother, he was riding around doing all this and that." People in the back, you go, "No, Evil Knievel." Man. I like him. He's in um, Wolf Wall Street. Yes. Is he? Yeah, when he's going, when he's going. Oh, yeah. There he goes. He goes doing all that. He's going, "Come on, brother." That's it. Yeah. Because, do you know the story behind that? Yeah, he does it before it ever shoot, and the director's oh, like... Oh, why did you steal my story? Because I told you that. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Graham Norton, No, you actually. didn't at all. Yes, I no, did. No, you didn't. I did. Graham Norton's copying us now. <laughs> Hi, Graham. Graham Norton's got a beard now. He loves... What's that got to do with anything? Because you had a beard for a while. I had a good beard. It was a good beard. It was a that good, was a... big beard. 
that was a, a proper wild man beard. Proper beard. Then I went to South Africa with my beard, and then I I uh, I had a, a, a tumble in South Africa. I blame the beard. Yeah, bad omen. No, yeah, it was all right. It was good. Kruger National Park was good. Anyway, motorcycles. Yeah, that's it. We're talking about motorcycles. Yeah. SWM is another thing. If you go oh. to morebikes.co.uk, little company just started up, really. I say just. I've been going a few months. Um, SWM stands for... S- speedy. Speedy. Speedy something. Something motors. Mm. Speedy wheel motors. Speedy wheel motors. Good job we're not professional journalists who should know this stuff. Well, I'm, I'm going to say so. speedy wheel. Yeah. <laughs> SWM, Speedy Wheel Motors, they're half Italian, half Chinese, um, yeah, half Italian is Ampelio Macchi, who worked for Kajiva, uh, Husqvarna, and Aprilia, and I can't remember the Chinese man's name who owns it, but like he's he's like a major player in China yeah. of making bikes that really we don't see in the West very often, but they've made these these bikes, they've got a uh, cafe racer style 440 called the Milano cool. something. That looks really good. Amazing. And they've got this Enduro, the R650R Enduro. We see a lot of stuff coming out of China, as you can imagine, in our line of work. And I'll be honest with you, there's not that much that impresses <clears> in terms of execution, look and feel. This stuff really does. It looks like somebody's actually ahead of the curve making this cafe racer. It's good that cafe racer does look really cool because you showed it me and I looked at the pictures and I thought... Oh. Really nice. And there's a lot of there's a lot of that style of machine coming out at the moment. I think yeah. it's very a la mode. <laughs> oh, check you out. But is it is it the tail wagging the dog or the dog wagging the tail? Are models of that coming out because there's a trend and people want to meet that trend? Or are people saying this is where motorcycling needs to go? Smaller, nice handling. You know, you don't have to go 200 miles an hour. But it's going full circle, isn't it? Because effectively they're taking inspiration from the retro machines and people customising them themselves. So it's going back to the old bobbers and all that kind of stuff, going back round. Yeah, that's my point. You didn't say it though, did you? Yeah, you said, it, uh, is it something analogy about it, is it the trend? Dog, dog wagging its tail? Is it? <laughs> yeah, sorry to use a grown-up term there. It's widely, uh, widely oh, acknowledged in journalism. Is it the dog wagging its tail? Which came first, chicken or the egg? You're an idiot, it's an egg, because (laughs) chickens, as we all know, are derived from reptiles because they were dinosaurs, therefore it was an egg, not the chicken. You only know that because I gave you that magazine that said it in it. Uh, Because I'm studying for my BSc in paleobiology? How about that? How about that? How about that? How do you like those grapes? I got those apples, eh? Tyler Hamilton, if you listen to this, Hi. I like Tyler Hamilton's book. Have you read Tyler Hamilton's book? Yeah. About his time in uh, the cycling teams with Lance Armstrong. <laughs> I like how we're using this to try... <laughs> Trying to say <laughs> hello to everybody in the last chance. Try and speak to everyone. That anyway, I think Tyler Hamilton is an amazing uh, amazing cyclist, great writer as well. I really loved his book. And I bet he felt great when Lance Armstrong took that, uh, took it on the chin, when he had to admit that. I bet they all did. I bet the Swaniers and all that lot who looked after him. Anyway, probably going to get sued for this now, aren't I? <laughs> Probably. What was going to turn out to be a nice podcast saying bye to Carly is <laughs> now got you soon. Tom Hardy, all the Aussies. Good night, mate. Here you go. Troy Corsa will be on you. Troy Corsa's in the building. <laughs> oh, that remind me. I got a phone call from Gary Johnson. I've got a reply, haven't I? Oh, let me just pick up that name you just dropped. Hey, Gary Johnson, my TT racer buddy. I know. Bless him. He's a lovely guy. Funnier than most people who've got some fame out of the TT, and he's won something which some people haven't. <laughs> what? 
Nothing, I'm just laughing. Have I said something controversial? I think so. Hey, uh, what do we think about, um, oh, Christopher Evans taking over Top Gear? Quite a good story in itself. Well, do we, Evans... do we know that's not where I'm going? <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, I, I don't know do. enough about cars. Yeah, I think we do. I've, I've, I've seen you in front of the camera. Oh, um, I'd be alright with practice. <laughs> yeah, you would. You and could now. And you a facelift. Now. I'll stop it. <laughs> No, right, Chris Evans, great broadcaster, brilliant producer, really knows his onions. Mm. Also, Ginger, so double thumbs up for the guy. From you, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, as a fellow, uh, fellow orange head. Yeah. Bring it on. More power to our Ginger elbow. And we repair faster than new normals. And we're stronger than new normals. And we're better, as long as it's not too bright and like sunny. Terminator we burn. Mark 2. Terminator Mark 2 point Ginger. <laughs> so anyway, Evans is taking over Top Gear. Yeah. I think great news. I think brilliant news. At least it's in a safe pair of hands in terms of it's going to be entertaining and we know it'll be worth watching. Mm-hmm. But he has said on a tweet that he wants to incorporate more bikes into Top Gear. That's fantastic, Inco- isn't it? Incorporate more bikes into Top Gear. <laughs> or, incorporate or, us. Or more bikes. more bikes. <laughs> I don't know. Take it as you will. Uh, I haven't heard from him yet. Hi, Chris. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, get in touch some because uh, ah, we <clears> can make some ginger music together. But... Good idea, isn't it? Don't you think? Because this yeah. one, a thing of the potential market there, I emerging think, markets in particular. Yeah, I think more motorcycles on TV would be a positive thing. I think not only for provided motorcyclists, it's done well. provided it's yeah, done well. Yeah, but also not only for motorcyclists. And I know I might come across as being boring here, but I don't care. Um, with motorcyclists, yes, we want to see stuff on, about it on TV, but we want to see the fun side of it. A yeah. lot of it you kind of see on like police interceptors yeah. and all the things. Us going too fast, hurting ourselves. Yeah. Like that. So it'd be quite good to have that for us as in like positive reinforcement of this is a great thing to do good and point. entertaining for us to watch, but also to kind of put a more positive reputation for motorcyclists out there and hopefully encourage more people into it. I mean, can only ever. Art can only ever reflect the time within within which it is produced. That's a pretty that's a pretty safe statement of fact. Look at Star Trek, right? The original series of Star Trek. Um, uh, Bill Shatner, if you're listening, <laughs> hi, huge fan, huge huge fan. Um, Were they in Celebrity? I'm in Celebrity. Get me out of here. I wouldn't know. I don't watch that. Oh. What, Bill Shatner? Someone from Star Trek. Walter Koenig. No, was it Walter Koenig? Was it Walter Koenig? No, I don't know who it was. Sorry, I digress. William Shatner. James Tiberius Kirk. James Tiberius Kirk. Oh my God. Who's that guy who writes that stuff with Nick Frost? Which is the Cornetto trilogy. Sean. No, Peg. Simon Peg. Simon Peg. Sorry, Simon Peg. Uh, Simon Pegg who plays Scotty in the new Star Trek he's right in the, the new Star Trek film oh. very good I don't watch anything like that what was I talking about oh Chris Evans art right yeah art <laughs> you look at Star Trek right and Star Trek even though it's set 400 years in the future their only parameter of reference was the time within which they were around so it all looks 60s and quaint and quite funny and you look at their, their, their stuff so art can only ever affect the time within which it is produced realistically so I'm fascinated to see how they're going to go down the route because you can't ignore that totally about motorcycles otherwise you're sort of dressing it up. You know, and, and let's be honest, a big part of motorcycling or a part of it is the perceived danger of it. Mm. If you took that away, if I said to you now I'm going to wave a magic wand, you know, I'm going to do a Harry Potter and nobody riding a motorcycle will ever crash. There's no fear of crashing. You'll never get hurt. I genuinely don't know any of my friends 
who are into motorcycles who will continue it. I'm not saying that we go out looking to be hurt, but if you don't have that area of, of thrill or risk to offset against it, you know, the only time you're living is when you're truly on the edge, right? Bit of a hackney cliche from adrenaline dudes, that is like but three true. phrases now that you said that could be on the front of a t shirt. Well, they are on the front of uh, uh, the TC range of t shirts. No, uh, I know. Ginger I, TC. I do know what you mean. I think, obviously, nobody wants people to get hurt, but no. like you say, the risk element of it is partly what gives it the thrill yeah exactly and everybody likes to be especially especially track stuff and kind of like competitive stuff riding on the road is obviously a different kettle of fish yeah you should of course abide by speed rules and blah 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 blah, blah. yeah nonsense um, but there you go but yeah I think the the risk is 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 probably part of the allure for some people well I think it's a it's, it's a, a fair percentage of the allure for most people if we're being honest yeah, I don't think for everybody. No, not, no, no, not no, no. like no. I think people no, who ride bikes see, because they want to, perhaps rather than like oh, the person you see commuting to. on a scooter, doing it because of financial reasons. I understand, right? They don't. Fairness, that's still quite risky. <laughs> hey? That's still quite risky, though. Yeah, but that's not any part of the attraction for them. No, it's necessity. People get on a superbike wearing leathers who go out for a ride on a Sunday, or go track day racing. Mm. You know, track day. There's that that element of it. It's pretty cool. You know, you feel alive. You have that adrenaline coursing through the veins. And quite frankly, unless you spend a million and a half on the supercar, you know, I'll take my nine grand GSXS out this afternoon. It can absolutely leave every car that you see dead. I unless I see a million and a half pound supercar. I took my car in to be serviced uh, last week or the week before. <clears throat> and I was speaking to uh, one of the sales guys there and they were saying about how he's been around Cadwell in a car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Cadwell in a car? I was like, how naff must that have been? I was like, I've been around Cadwell on a bike and I guarantee you that it's better. He was like, oh no, it was this blood and like told me what car it was. And I just went, I don't need to be rude to say, but that's, that for me, a nice car is a nice car, yeah. but I do not get the same thrill, no matter how powerful the car, no matter how big the engine, I don't get the same thrill as I do on the bike. No, well you're not, yeah, the bloke's an idiot. If he thinks of going around a car... On a circuit, but for him, it's as thrilling as a motorcycle. He didn't like bikes. Like no. he, he, he'd never been on a bike before. Well, then he, yeah, he should, he shouldn't tell but you that it's, it's thrilling. It's as thrilling as riding a bike because there is nothing. As I don't as know if I'd want to be around Cadwell in a car. <laughs> no, well, Cadwell is it's so a very narrow. Thin circuit, yeah, it really is amazing circuit though. Oh, one of the best, one of the first best in the world. Day. First track day I ever did at Cadwell. Was it? Yeah. On what? That would have been when you were here, was it? Pardon? While you were here. Uh, yeah, first track that I did was on Honda CB500F, and it was the one where uh, Foggy was there, and there's that Foggy. picture, yeah, there's that picture of him going round. Oh, was that the one I was on? No, you weren't there. With the KTM, the 1190 Adventure. Oh yeah, you might have been there actually. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you were there. Foggy um, is Carl Fogarty, the... Uh, Four-time world superbike champion and winner of I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here! And also the um, um. Oh, look at you ruining it with your big pauses. Also, sorry, I was trying to think what year it was, and it's one of the most famous races of all time. Also, one of the participants in the greatest senior TT race of all time, the 1992 senior TT race. If you've not seen it. Go find it, watch it. Don't spoil it. It's between Carl Fogarty and a guy called Steve Hislop. Steve Hislop is on the White Abbas Norton, which is a 588 Norton rotary um, with a Wankel engine. And uh, Foggy is on the OW01 Yamaha Wise F750. On 
freaking believable, man. <laughs> it's the senior race. Nothing has been seen like it before or since. It was 1992. Uh, I can speak with authority because I was there as a punter, sitting at the gooseneck with my mate Dave on our RGB 250s. Um, <laughs> and it was just amazing. Amazing to watch, amazing to listen to, and watch it on video if you haven't seen it before. But yeah, there's a funny picture of him going around the outside of me at the mountain nice but it kind of there's a series of pictures but it, <laughs> there's one where it looks like I'm doing him on the inside but in, unless you see that's the picture to get framed and blown well, up well that's and... that it, it was in the paper actually I think you did him on the brakes <laughs> over the mountains all tall bends like right above me the first uh, the first time I went into the mountain I was just like oh this looks nothing like it does it was just yeah I had no I had no idea what I was doing, but I had fun. Yeah. And then I went back there on my Yamaha R6 about, well, I think uh, last year. R6 round Cadwell, proper weapon round there. Oof. 600, I think 1,000 is too big. 600 perfect Cadwell. So I really enjoyed on the KTM 1190 Super, uh, the, Super, the 1190 Adventure. Yeah. Well, that was handful. That was funny. Big adventure bike, <laughs> bouncing around on that thing. Oh my God, but it was good fun. Yeah, I remember that now. Sorry, I, that was rude of me. I remembered that you were there. That's all right. Was that the one where somebody crashed? It was part no, of our group. that was another one. That oh, okay. was the one after. Was it? Or before? It doesn't really matter. No, that was that day. Was it? Yeah, that was that day. Because um, I let them out on the Honda. <laughs> okay. And then called them back in pretty quick. I was like, oh. Good. Yeah. But track days are a great thing. Anyway, so I think I think the Chris Evans thing to Top Gear is brilliant news for the for the programme, genuinely. Yeah. If, as a production team, they can come up with ways to get more bikes in, that's fantastic. Definitely. Onto the programme. And, uh, you know, if it just gets us out to a wider audience, bikes are brilliant, cars are brilliant. The engines thing, are amazing. Yeah. Engines are everything there. I mean, helicopters, I, diggers. If it's lorries, got an engine, lorries. Lorries, love lorries. I've always wanted to uh, ride a bike um, through a purse side lorry. I always think that looks amazing. What? As in, like on the thing? No, 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 no. Through it. Oh, through it. Yeah, from side to side. Oh. Yeah. I used to look after some motocross magazines back in back in there, and I always thought it'd be cool to jump through a purse side lorry. Just, I don't know why. Just, it's just one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it looks big enough that you can do it. Talking about those things, I always said this year, I, I come up with really weird New Year's resolutions, and they're, they're stupid. One of them was to go to a gig, because I've never been to one. So to I a did. gig? Yeah. I went to Tiny Temper. <laughs> okay, hardly qualifies as a gig. I did. There was like jumping Tiny, around, if you're listening. Jumping around, Hi. jumping around and everything. Wow. Um, and... Then I, another one was to get some roller skates again. So I've got some roller skates. Yeah. Um, and then my my one, roller skates. my one for this year was to drive like a digger, which is like a JCB. We're not done <laughs> it yet. I so thought you were going to say drive like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can do that. Yeah, you've done that before. <laughs> no, I always have to have like little strange ones. You can go to that um, JCB digger. No, land. I want I want like some open farmland. It all like a digger or a tractor. I don't really mind. So basically, basically, basically you, you just want to go and steal the tractor and drive around. I just want to go. You know, and you just drive past people plowing fields and go, oh, I want to go at that. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't want to do it for like all day, oh. like they do, like, but just a quick go. Mm. Maybe. I wonder if you can jump one of those things. Probably. How fast do they go? That's the weight um, though, isn't it? How are you going to build a ramp like that? Oh, something else. Ramps. Um, I am Evil Knievel. 
You talked about this in the last one. Did I? Yeah. Oh, okay. You said, why don't we go? Just a oh, yeah. pitch taken outside of it. Oh, it's did I? Yeah. yeah. The Evil Knievel ramp that he used to jump um, Snake Canyon in Idaho on the Sky Cycle. The X2, designed by Bob Truax, the compressed theme Sky Cycle. Um, the ramp is still there. I didn't realise I spoke about that in the last one. A lot of things have been happening since the last one. To be one. honest, though, the last one was probably about two weeks ago, two yeah. or three weeks ago. I do have the memory capacity of a gold. Because I had a cold. If you remember. You had a cold what? I had a cold. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, funny. Wow, wow. Phil, we're losing the thread here. Uh, What else about motorcycles do we like? What has happened? Uh, Not much. I've got the new Spider Burnout jacket. Millions and miles in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a bad jacket. 130 quid. Penny shy of 130 quid, isn't it? Yeah. Got a Max Dura outer. It kind of feels nylon-y. Not nylon-y, but, you know, twisted. Whatever. It's a textile jacket. Um, Quite a good jacket, but... It has a permanent waterproof membrane in it, which means it's bloody hot when it's bloody hot. hot. Oh, it's it has got vents, two on the shoulder, one at the back. doesn't really work, though. The vents don't really add much to it because the vents are sort of going over the inner liner. It's the only frustration about it. But it's quite a nice jacket, new in the range. 130 quid, and I sell a lot of them, and they should. It fits well. Um, it's got body armour in it. Um, what else? you got city raw boots. Oh, yeah, I've got those raw, raw. Boots, raw boots to try. Yeah, they are um, cool. They are cool. They look quite Iron Man-y. Mm-hmm. Um, they do um, white and black, black, and then you've got the silver got and grey ones. Black. When did I get the silver and grey ones? Because you like things that look like a bit showy. Yeah, but I normally have white, don't I? Yeah. Well, Doesn't sound like me. Did you order those boots in? Yeah, you did, didn't you? Anyway, they look quite Iron Man-y. They're so really cool. The yeah. micrometric kind of calf adjustment is really good, isn't it? Nifty. Then what? Well, it's called micrometric calf adjustment. Micrometric? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, it's like you can go like... It's called a micrometric adjuster on like a... Like, you know on a, a helmet? That little ratchet strap. It's right. like because you do little micro things. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. It's nice. It's a ratchet system, isn't it? I thought it was called a micrometric because you move from little metrics. Like little metrics. I have no idea what you're, what what drugs you're taking. At the moment. <laughs> Micrometric. Micrometric. It's what? a thing. If you know it's a thing, someone stick up for me. It's definitely a thing. You know those little, like little movements. Yeah, you pinching your fingers together and hunching your shoulders <laughs> as you do it doesn't make it any more plausible. No, I'll show you. Okay. When you see the boots, you'll know what I mean. Anyway, the good fact boots. that you can do it slight adjustments, so <laughs> they're, they're not big differences. I get the concept. I just, I, I think you've made a phrase up. It's not. Micrometric is a thing. I've written it in reviews before. Oh, well then, it must be accurate. <laughs> it must be bloody accurate. Um, so yeah, oh. uh, other than that, there's not really much more being Carbon fibre bracing system those boots have got. Yeah, nice. Really I like cool it. One. I really like the boots, actually. They're very good. I oh, do. and we've got the onboard footage of the uh, Victory 156 Pikes Peak crash. Yes. Well, which is worth having a look if you haven't seen that. Uh, on the website, um, Don Canet from Cycle World is testing the bike. He's got an on board. He's going up a hill, up a mountain. Oh, well, he's going up Pikes Peak. <laughs> <sighs> Come on, time. Uh, so he's going up Pikes Peak, sees an Armco barrier, hits the brakes, and just overcooks it slightly, drops the bike. He is so lucky. The bike goes into the end of the Armco barrier, and I think I don't think Dan hits it. We're very lucky uh, Don hits it. I think he's very lucky that he didn't. Um, but it's just one of those things happens. It's over in a second. It's great footage. Uh, have a look on on 
on our website because and importantly he's, he's alright and I was just about to say yeah. and he's perfectly okay and you see him on there uh, Don Canane is talking about it and he's just basically you know explaining what happened um, but then you get some nice feedback from Roland Sands who built the bike um, and I actually think that Victory are playing a bit of a fast one here and what they're doing is they're um, they're effectively um, testing the public reaction to this bike Victory at the moment make big cruisers mm-hmm. and that's it but what I think they're going to do is they're going to make this muscle bike and they're using this race and Roland getting involved to test the public reaction to a Victory muscle bike. Well, I mean, they did it with the electric bike in the TT as well, exactly. didn't they? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I'm not being told that. It's not like I've got any inside information. Well, no, I think... To Even though I used to kick around with the guy who now runs Victory or Polaris, a bloke called Ross Clifford in America. Hi, Ross, if you're listening. Uh, great bloke, got a brummy accent. I'd love to know how he goes down out there. Well, Lord, now, you should not go to plan for Victory. I think, to be honest, though, a lot of the manufacturers are doing that. And like Harley-Davidson with the Livewire project. Harley-Davidson going into an electric bike is something that never people would never have thought. When you think they're using it to gauge public reaction? Well, definitely. That's the whole the whole point of Project Lifeline. They're touring the, they're touring the world with it to gain customer feedback. They're getting dealers, existing customers, new customers, journalists to all ride it. Yeah. Then at the end, you feel like this little survey on an iPad yeah. that says what you think to it, what you think is important. So I think a lot of manufacturers are listening to customers a lot more now. Yeah, none they that, need to. But none of that electric stuff, just going off on a slight tangent here, none of that electric stuff will take off until we have a cassette-style battery. Mm. That's what we need, right? None of this quick-charge nonsense. What you need is a petrol station-type thing where you literally ride a motorcycle up or a car, you pull it up alongside some, some device that's got a big arm in it, the arm comes out, pushes out your old battery... Carly on a digger. Carly on a digger. <laughs> comes along and basically pushes out your old battery into a receptacle on the other side and slots a new battery in, a fully charged battery. So you don't fill up your tank, you basically replace your battery with a charged battery. Once we get that system going, it, you know, it takes three minutes to replace a battery, and then you're off and you can go and do 200 miles or whatever on that battery. I think It's the same principle as filling the car full up with fuel. What, it seems stupid that what <laughs> most people are trying to do is, if it was petrol now, if we looked at it as a petrol thing, and they were saying, well, you know, okay, well, we can fill it with petrol, but... That only gets us 250 miles. Yeah. We need to make this petrol last a thousand million miles. You need for to it put to be a bigger viable. tank on it. Yeah, so and people say, well, hang on, why don't we just fill, set up a station where you can go and, and, and fill up again? So why don't we set up a station where you can go and get a new cassette battery slotted in in three minutes, and then you're off again? I think as well, then, people, manufacturers kind of need to make a universal size and style of battery. Exactly. Because that's the thing at the moment, isn't it? Because of it's like phone and phone chargers. That really annoys me. For, I've got a different charger for my iPad than I do my Android phone. Yeah. Just think, and then some of like mini US, a different one for my sat now, and it's like just all do the same. Exactly charger. that. Exactly. And the moment they come to, well, look at when cars started. You had steam cars, you had um, uh, gasoline cars, you know. And then somebody basically sat down and went, look, you know what? This is ridiculous. Why don't we just all put our efforts into this? Yeah. That prompted the petroleum companies to start doing it properly. Mm. And then we took off from there. Besides, all this electric stuff is mostly bleeding nonsense. Because where do you think it's coming from? I think it's a bunch of fairies on cycles powering generators that delivers the, the, the energy. No, it's not. It's coming from bloody petrol sta- uh, power stations that are belching stuff out into the atmosphere. It's absolute frigging nonsense. What we want is hydrogen cell bikes and cars. You know, like Suzuki's cross cage. What are they coming out for? 
It's not going to save equal polar bear. Whenever we talk about electrics, you always get on. Like, oh, it just makes me so mad. Get on your high horse. Have you been to America and looked at how many cars? Hi, Americans. Have you been to America and looked at how many cars they've got out there and how cheap their fuel is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're now looking. No you're now looking out the window and just say, "Yeah, like you've heard this hundred times before." It's annoying. Well, stop playing with the case that the recorder came in. <laughs> You should pay attention, we're broadcasting. I know, but you've said that a million times. And I, I agree with what you're saying, so I can't really input anything different. Well, I want an electric bike. I want a little electric bike that feels like my RGB250. But will go for three days on a single battery. Yeah. That's what I want. Don't say yeah, it's just like... No, because I know you do. Because I know you do. Because you'd do anything to have your little 250 two-stroke back. Hey, 250 two-strokes. So cool. So cool. <laughs> right, it. come on, let's wrap this up now because we have genuinely run out of things to say this for this episode. Yeah. And there are odd people standing outside the office looking at us. Yeah. Well, probably because you've been shouting, it's nonsense, and probably people think you're having some sort of meeting with me. <laughs> this, is your exit, this is your exit interview. <laughs> it's nonsense, it's pointless, it's the best... Um, but no, oh, well, I've enjoyed that last podcast. Have you? Yeah. I'm sure we've all enjoyed you being part of the podcast. Thanks. No, and thank you for fun. everything you've done, Carly. It's all right. It's been my pleasure. You've been an just integral part of the team, Carly, and we will all miss you very much ridden, indeed. I've just ridden bikes, talked about them, and written about them. So yeah. I've not done but emotionally, it's been quite a wrench to leave us, isn't it? team you've worked with <laughs> so closely for such a long period of time, Carly. Are you trying to make me get upset? Yeah. You won't? Why? Ice Queen. Really? No, not at all. What if I no, stab it, on your foot? It will be, it will be. It's a lovely game here and I, I still got on with you all really well. Yeah. Consider you all, I started and you were my colleagues and I leave and you're my friends. Yeah, that's true, we are your friends. It's going to really hurt though, isn't it, on Friday when you walk out of here and that'll be the last time, you know, you're, you're part of the team. No, because I'll still talk to you. Oh my God, how cold are you? <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself, that's terrible. So, I will cry probably on Friday when I get in my car and drive home. I'm going to be here, I'm Goodwood. I know. Taking my place. <laughs> in an ambulance with Dave going, you did really well, Tom. Yeah, Cheers, Dave. No, it has been. Everybody's really nice. And obviously there is a job opening at the moment. Yeah. I don't know if by the time this goes out, applications will still be well, open. Well, they might be. Now, I can't actually remember the, the date they closed. But there is, look on more bikes, there's a job ad on there. For, yeah, for so you job. could be what I'm doing now. <laughs> what talking on the podcast <laughs> eating cheesy cheesy puffs and drinking tea no you could be part of a, a really exciting exciting project More Bikes has been brilliant it's a fantastic website um, and yeah it's been a pleasure to have been part of it yeah well, it's been great to uh, have you on board thank you very much for it wish you all the very best and thank you to everybody out there who's listened to this um, we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to download us and listen to us and hopefully go and have a look at the website as well uh, just before we go for her very last time Kylie has some Yay. housekeeping to do um, and I've just seen oh there's a Cadbury brunch bar over here so uh, I think this was yours wasn't it Kylie yeah so, I'm uh, in second thoughts because I had two wisdom teeth out didn't I last week yeah you did so I don't think a brunch bar is perfect well I'll tell you what you start I'm going to eat your brunch bar okay thanks so for the final time from me um, for more biking news on an everyday basis, visit morebikes.co.uk. Download the free weekly app, which is funnily enough called More Bikes Weekly. Sign up for the newsletter that gets sent out every week. Remember to listen to our podcasts, well, my final one, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> search 
for motor space cycle space monthly, monthly. on Facebook and at Even More Bikes on Twitter. On Twitter, and that is us. Nice. And with that, we're going to say goodbye, goodbye, Carly. Goodbye. Thanks very much. Uh, we will see you around. We'll probably get Carly back into the podcast at some point in the future. Until then, that's it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. Bye.